Hey, I'm excited. Thank you for tuning in. I believe God's got a word for you today. So get your heart ready, get your mind ready, get your soul ready. Do what you got to do. If you need to caffeinate, caffeinate. If you need to kick somebody out of the room, go ahead and do it now because I've got a word from the Lord and I'm excited to share it with you. Oh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Go ahead and get in your Bibles to 2 Kings 4. I'll meet you there. I was thinking on the drive here about how God told uh, Moses, I am, you know. I am. God said, I am. So whatever you need in any situation, God says, I can be that because I am. I am what you need. I am more than what you need. I am who you need. So I am thankful today that we're not just coming around for a little inspirational speech or anything like that, but this is a word from the God who made you, the God who knows you, the God who's proud of you, the God who loves you more than you love yourself. So I am, and he said, you are, do you remember two weeks ago, you are in Christ, you're covered, Christ is in you, so if I am is in you, that means you are. So when you go to face the thing you don't think you can face this week, just remember that you are, and you have it in you, not because of anything you did, but because he's in you. He's in you. Can you tell I'm ready for today's message? God's been speaking to me. I'm excited. 2 Kings chapter 4, starting in verse 15. Let's get to work. Let's do it. Then Elisha said, call her. So he called her, and she stood in the doorway. About this time next year, Elisha said, you will hold a son in your arms. This is a big deal, big deal in this culture. He's speaking to a woman who has not had any children. She doesn't have any children. And the Bible calls her in verse 8 a well-to-do woman, but she doesn't have any children. So Elisha said, about this time next year, whoo, you will hold a son in your arms. But she said, no. She said, no. No, my Lord, she objected. Not because she didn't want one. I don't want one. That's not why. But, but she, she said, no, please, man of God, don't mislead your servant. She didn't want to get her hopes up. But the woman woo, became pregnant. And the next year, about the same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. Just as. Just as the man of God said it would happen, it happened. Just as. So when you're experiencing doubt and uncertainty, just remember those two words, just as. I know you can't see it right now, but just as. Just as God said it, it will happen. Just as. Elisha said, Elisha said it, and it happened. Just as Elisha said it. But the child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. His father told his servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted up and carried him to his mother, 
The boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and she shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him, he asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. That's all right, she said. That's all right. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath, but I can go to the man of God anytime. I know it doesn't fit in your religious custom. I know it's not the new moon. I know it's not the Sabbath, but I can go to God anytime. I know it's not Sunday. I know it's not 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, but I need him right now on a Tuesday. I need him, I need him on Thursday. And I know, I know it's not the time that I would normally go to God, but I'm going to go to God today. I'm going to go to him. That's all right. I want you to know, I want you to know, you can go to God anytime. You can go to God anytime. You can go to God while you're strung out on drugs. You can go to God while you're strung out on anxiety and you've worked yourself into a frenzy and you're freaking out. You can go to God with anything. You can go to God when you're happy. You can go to God when you're sad. God will take you just as you. He says, no shirt, no shoes, no sense, no problem. I'll take you just as. So she went. I want to, I want to speak to the significance of her action that she went to the man of God. That's all right. She saddled up the donkey and said to her servant, lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. And that's where we'll stop. I just gave you a clip of this story. It's a longer story, but I didn't want to overload you with too many verses, Abigail. <laughs> so I gave you a clip. I gave you a clip. The verse I want to preach from mainly, there's a lot in this story I want to talk about, though. It's going to be verse 21. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and then shut the door and went out. The subject I'm coming to you under is those three words, shut the door. She had to put her son, the one that she didn't even ask the man of God for, and he gave it to her anyways. And the reason she didn't want it, she said, no, don't, no. Like you've been saying, no, it's too good to be true. And a lot of us will send away the gift of God because don't mislead your servant. I don't want to get my hopes up. So it's easier for me just to reject the possibility of this working and just accept the pain because this is what we don't teach you at church is that it hurts to hope. It hurts to hope. She hoped for a son and she didn't get it. And the Bible says her husband was old. So she had kind of just decided, I guess it's not God's plan for me to have a son. I guess it's not God's plan for me to be happy. I just need to be holy. I don't need to be happy if I can be holy. That's not in the Bible. And often we settle. 
because it hurts to hope. It hurts to want something that hasn't happened yet. It's easy. It's easy just to decide, well, I probably won't get that. Oh, well, guess that's for someone else, someone more qualified. Yeah, it hurts to hope. It hurts to hope. It hurts to be, it hurts to be a woman who's had the issue of blood for 12 years and spent all she had on doctors, going to different doctors, traveling around to people who said they could help. And when she went in there and she put down the money in hopes of getting better, they took her money, but they also took her hope because she couldn't get better because it hurts to hope. So when the woman laid her son on the bed, she wasn't just laying the lineage of her family on the bed. She was laying her hope on the bed. And I relate to this woman, not because I have a son and not because I want a child, but because I have hope. And I have things that I've hoped for that haven't happened for me. And sometimes, this is what I want to teach you today, you have to lay your hope down on the bed of the man of God and shut the door because she shut the door and she went. She shut the door on her disappointment. She shut the door on her anger. You know this woman was angry because she told, she said, don't do that. Don't mislead me. Don't tell me I'm going to have a hold a son in my arms. Don't get my hopes up. Some of you have stopped praying because to pray is to hope. Because faith is the confidence of the things that we hope for and the assurance of the things that we don't see. Faith is hope. So when she laid her son on the bed, she closed the door. And when she closed the door, when she shut the door, she shut the door on her hope. She shut the door on her miracle that had died. And now she's shutting the door and walking away. She shut the door. She shut the door. Abigail, um, I'm going to tell a story about you. And I didn't ask for permission, so I'm just going to get in trouble for this. But the other day, so Abigail stays up later than me. I go to bed early, and I wake up early. She goes to bed later and uh, wakes up a little later. So I woke up like 5 a.m. the next morning from a, a missed voice or a voice memo from her, it was two minutes long, and she said, uh, she said it was like 11 o'clock, she said, um, she said, there's a man on the loose, she lives like 30 minutes away from me, there's a man on the loose where she lives, it's called Lexington, there's a man on the loose in Lexington, she said, I'm so scared, I'm going to go in the house, she called, did you call Jake, did he, you called like eight people, didn't Jake come, your brother, he came over, he came over, and you made him search the whole house, right? You made him search the whole house, and you checked all the doors, and you locked all the windows, right? Am I missing anything? 
She closed the blinds, she locked the doors, she shut the doors, and she shut the window. I was thinking, if I guarded my peace as much as she guarded her little frayed self at 11 o'clock at night because there was a man on the loose in, in her town, she said, she said, I locked it, I, I shut the door. And I think some of us leave our joy just laying out, just right out there. Some of us just leave our peace. Here you go. Anybody want it? I'll leave the door open. I'm going to leave the door open. I'm wearing my Bruno Mars shirt and everything. I'm going to leave the Is it keep the door? I'm going to keep the door open. Leave the door. Leave the door open. That's a different, that's not a worship song. Um, that's a different worship song. Um, so she, she, she laid her son on the bed. She shut the door. She shut the door. I think some of us would do better uh, to, to shut the door of our, of our face, your mouth. There's a verse I want to show you just real quick. Ecclesiastes 5.2. I just want to show it to you, and then we'll go back to the woman, the Shunammite woman. Uh, it says this, do, do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. Because God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. That's the, that's the nicest way of saying shut up. Shut up. Let your words be few. Don't get mad at me. It's in the Bible. The, the, let your words be few. What? This isn't saying don't come to God. This isn't saying don't, don't pray about your problems. This is just saying when you pray about your problems, remember God's position. God is in heaven. You are on earth. I was throwing such a pity party for myself the other day. <laughs> you know how you do it? I do it too. And I'm like, oh, this isn't, God, I thought you said this. And then, and then this happened. And now what do you want me to do, God? I thought you said this. And, and I was, and, and you want to know what? I was just working myself up into a little frenzy. And I was just com coming and complaining and, and dragging on before God. And, 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 and I made, I made the, I was like, it's just like picking at a scab. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you, you make it worse the more you mess with it. And the more you just dwell on it and the more you just talk about it and you just go, oh, God's so bad. God, why'd you do this? And God's like, it's not that bad. <laughs> You're making it 10 times worse than it actually is. Let, let your words be few, the Ecclesiastes author says, shut up. Shut the front door. <laughs> Be quiet. You're getting so worked up. You are making things worse, not better. <laughs> Relax. I was so upset the other day, and God said to me in a, in a clear voice, first time he ever spoke audibly to me, he said, Jackson, take a nap. It's a joke. But I, sometimes you just need to change your, you know, uh, change your location, but mentally. Sometimes you need to learn what comes in the door and what stays out of the door. Abigail ran, ran around that house, locked everything. You couldn't have got in there with the SWAT, the, the SWAT team, maybe SEAL team six couldn't have got in there. But when it comes to your opinion of yourself, well, anybody can just speak to that. 
Wait, just just leave it on? Just, yeah. And now you're like, God, you know, can you give me confidence? And God's like, well, you're listening to all the wrong voices right now, and I'm not the one who's taking your confidence away. You're just letting anybody who wants to have it, have it. So she went and she put her son on the bed of the man of God, and she didn't even talk to her husband about it. The only thing she said to her husband was, get me a servant, get me a donkey. She didn't talk to the servant. When she got to Elisha, Elisha's servant named Gehazi met, met her. He, she didn't even say, say anything to Gehazi. She was like, get out of my way. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Get out of my way. How many of you know when a woman says everything's fine, that really means this is horrible. So she said, everything's fine. Get out of my way. She didn't say anything to her husband, nothing to the servant, nothing to Gehazi. She didn't talk to the girl who got her nails. Who she, who, who, she wasn't doing that. She didn't call her sister. She didn't call her mom. She didn't just talk. She didn't just talk. She didn't just talk to everybody about everything in her life and want their opinion so that she could decide what she was going to do based on their She didn't talk to anybody. She shut her mouth and she went to the man of God, the one who spoke her child and gave the promise. Then she showed up to him, and she said, why did you get my hopes up? Notice who she talked to. She didn't do an Instagram poll on what decisions she should make. She put her son on the bed, and she shut the door And she didn't say anything to anybody because she didn't just shut the door on her son, but she had to shut the door on her faith. And and there will come a point where you have to decide, this is between me and God. I'm sorry, relatives. I'm sorry, friends. I'm sorry, my cousin, my brother, my sister. This is not for everybody. And she went, she went to Elisha and she said, go heal my son. I'm paraphrasing. You're the one who told me I would have a son and now he's going to die. Really? She had a son. Remember how I was saying just as, and I was getting all excited? Oh, but the woman became pregnant. And the next year, the same time, she gave gave birth to a son just as Elisha had told her. But this was not just as Elisha had told her. This was not on the schedule. This was off the books. So what she did, I want us to learn from this woman today. Because if she can do this with her dying son, I'm thinking maybe we can apply this to some certain areas of our life. Because we want to talk about everything and then not do anything. That is our society. We just want to talk about it. But don't you think we should like set up a meeting so we can meet about it and then talk about it? 
And then at the end of the meeting, nothing gets done. Some, sometimes you just need to shh, shh, shh. I'm going to the man of God. Verse 28, verse 28, did I ask you for a son, my Lord? Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Didn't I tell you? I didn't even ask for this. You gave me a son. Hmm. So Gehazi went, the servant of Elisha, and he laid his staff on the boy's face, and the boy didn't get better. So verse 32, when Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, he shut the door on the two of them, and he prayed to the Lord. He went in and he said, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry, Gehazi, y'all had to stay out of the room. And he prayed to the Lord, and he prayed to the Lord, and he focused his attention to the only one who could make resurrection possible. Elisha knew, I can't do this. I'm not I am. You are I am. So Elisha prayed to the Lord. So he shut the door and he talked to the Lord. Some of us want to text and Facebook Live and Instagram and twi tweet everything. But, 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 but sometimes you've got to delete the app and shut the door. Sometimes above all else, you have to guard your heart. And I know it's entertaining you, but it's also eating away at your peace. And sometimes you just have to shut the door and say, in this season, I've got to be very selective of the voices I listen to right now and shut the door. So Elisha went in to shut the door because in order to focus on the Lord, he had to shut out the distractions around him. So he shut the door, shut the door, shut out, above all else, guard your, guard your heart. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom, whom will you serve? Whom will you serve with your, with your mind? We always think about it like actions. No, 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 no. Who gets the mental space in your brain, in between your ears? Who gets it? Choose this day whom you will serve. Faith is focus. I'm focusing my belief. I'm focusing my life, God, on you. I have faith. Faith. But, 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 but faith isn't about... Yes, yes, you know, you can say, you can say, Jesus, 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 you know, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can talk, 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 talk. But until you can shut the door and really focus your intentions and incubate your heart, towards God and shut the door, you, you've, he, 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 he went in the room and he shut the door. You've got to learn. Mm, I've got to learn who gets led in the room and who doesn't. 
Not everyone deserves access to your soul. You don't have to go around and ask 400 people how you should get your hair done. Just cut it or grow it or dye it or wear a hat and shut up. You don't have to go around. Most of us have a jury and we live our life on trial for the five people whose opinion we want the most. And we walk around hoping we can please the trial and, you know. But God is my judge. I don't need you to, if you approve, good. Let's go. Let's do it. You can be with me and I'll be with you. And if you don't, that's fine. That is perfectly okay. You don't have to get with me. But I don't have to let your fear in my room. I know how to shut the door. I don't have to let you control me. I don't have to let you manipulate me. I can shut the door. I get to decide who I focus on and what I focus on. And so Elisha went into, he went in, shut the door on the two of them, and he prayed to the Lord. He prayed to the Lord. When Jesus was talking about prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, he said, And when you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites. Isn't it weird that he's acknowledging that the hypocrites pray? For they love praying, standing in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door. Because prayer is not supposed to be some PDF, public display of faith. It's supposed to be me and God working this thing out. Let's talk about this. Let's handle this, God. What do I need to do? Who do I need to be? What do I need to change? God, show me. God, enlighten me. God, change my heart. God, heal me. God, help me. This is not a, this is not a dinner table. This is not a, let's get, on, get online and talk to everybody. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Faith is the confidence of things we hope for and the assurance of things not seen. So faith is the hope for the things that you can't see with your eyes. You have to believe in your heart. And to believe in your heart, you have to let belief in and shut the door on unbelief. You've got to know what gets in and what stays out. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling. <laughs> do not keep talking. Do not keep babbling. Jesus said in the JCV, Jackson Candy version, he said, shut up. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. 
Some of my prayers are like this. God, I'm going to give you about five minutes, and then I'm going to do something real dumb if you don't get down here and handle this right now. Because God's not impressed with your vocabulary or your spiritual knowledge. You come to God talking about Obadiah and Jonah and Habakkuk and Elijah the prophet and what, and what David did on his seventh birthday, and you can just quote all this spiritual mumbo-jumbo. But God said, when you pray, that's not what I care about. This is a personal connection. It's a personal connection. When you pray, it's not about what you say. It's about what you connect with. And so God said, when you pray, don't babble. Don't go on just saying a bunch of random stuff. Don't just go and go crazy because what you're doing is you're compounding your anxiety. And the more you talk about it, you're like, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm, I'm anxious. And then the more you talk, I guess you are. You've frenzied yourself up. You've rubbed yourself together and got yourself in a little heat ball, and now you're all upset. I guess you are anxious. I guess you are depressed. Talk a while, going to everybody, you know, oh, yeah, I'm just depressed right now. Oh, I guess I'm just depressed right now. Oh, yes, I am just depressed right now. Oh, yeah, I'm just depressed right now. I guess you are depressed right now. You've convinced yourself. Congratulations. So when you pray, go into your room and, and close the door. Do not be like them. Verse 8, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This is not about getting in the closet with your list. God's to-do list. This is about focusing your heart. Faith is the focus of your heart and your mind. God, help me focus. Show me, this is all I'm trying to get to you today. Here's my whole message in this little perfect paraphrase. Learn what to let in and learn what not to let in. If I can do that and if you can do that, we will be 10 times happier we will be 10 times nicer. We will not have to worry about who approves and who doesn't because we will know that God called me and if he's in me and if he's with me, then I can do it and I don't have to cite 150 sources on this essay. I can just go to one source. I can just go to God and God uses people and I'm not saying unfriend everybody and block your whole contact section and tell everybody in your life to get lost. But not every voice gets in. Shut the door. Matthew's, Matthew's gospel, Jesus said, when you pray, close the door. And talk to your father who is unseen. So when you feel uncertain and your faith is uncertain and you're in a shut the door kind of season and you've got to shut the door, pray to your father who is unseen. Unseen. And Elisha 
went and laid on the boy. And his body grew warm. And then he sneezed seven times. And then the boy was raised to life. When Elisha's faith met Elisha's actions, a miracle happened. Don't miss that. It's faith and works. If you say you believe God, but you don't trust him with your life, I'm amazed at the Christians who say they trust God with their whole life, but don't tithe and don't give to anything. Like, how can you say you trust God with your life and not trust him with your money? How can you say you trust God and then the first thing that happens, you just, you freak out. Sometimes God wants to incubate your faith. The woman became pregnant. That's an incubation. So certain things can grow. So you're on the inside to be protected. So you've got to learn, I've got to shut the door and protect my faith. Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else. And the miracle happened when faith and with action. With faith and with action. With faith and with action. Oh, faith is not the opposite of fear. No, no, no. I can promise, I've never been a parent, and I can promise that this woman was fearful. But what she didn't let was her fear stop her from getting to the man of God. She didn't stand over her son for 28 days and weep and cry and pray and just sit around and eat casseroles and Ben and Jerry's because that wouldn't have helped anything. So she went to the one and she shut the door on everyone else. She went to the one who had the power to fix it and shut the door on everybody else. And today, the only thing I've been trying to get across to you for this past 30 minutes is certain times you need to shut the door and get alone with God and say, Lord, will you speak to me? God, I thank you for this word today that you've spoken. Show us what areas to incubate and enclose and let you have. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your spirit. Now, God, help us to shut the door on unbelief. Help us to shut the door on negativity. Help us to shut the door on pessimism. Help us to shut the door on doubt. God, help us to shut the door on the people that are hurting us, on the, on the little bit of yeast that's trying to get in our loaf. God, help us to shut the door. God, let the light in. Let the light in. God, let, let your word into our hearts. Let your faith infuse our souls. Faith, faith is confidence. Faith is confidence. Faith is focus. And faith is action. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, there's a couple things I'm going to ask you to do before you go. 
First, you can give. You can partner with us on a financial level at gracemovement.online. And when you partner with us, you help us get the good news and the gospel out um, so we can continue doing what God has called us to do and impact lives for the kingdom. Another thing you can do is share. Share the message. You can uh, text it to a friend, a family member. Um, you can put it on your social media and help us expand the kingdom that way. Finally, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any of our content that we put out to build your faith, challenge, and inspire you. Well, I love you so much. Thank you.